Well, good morning. Good morning. It's good to be with you this morning. Uh, you're going to have to forgive me. Uh, I, I've been through a little bit of stuff, too. I ended up down at Mayo again this past Thursday. I had a clock taken on my leg, and I'm, I'm not quite recovered yet. And part of it is just I, I just don't have enough breath. So uh, as you might hear that, that little bit of hesitancy in my speaking this morning. So I appreciate that, your, your indulgence and patience with that. Um, I just pray that this morning, as we started, that God's healing hand would touch our hearts, our souls, our minds, uh, our bodies, too, uh, with His grace. Because uh, that is the story. That is the text. God comes. Jesus moves around from place to place. He is bringing healing. And that healing uh, is terribly important. And the response is also quite amazing uh, to Jesus' healing. And I think that if we... If I could do the things that Jesus did, I can't. But if I could, this place would be packed. Because I think people are looking for healing these days. We're looking for places where we can be ourselves and find out that there's something bigger than this world that we, uh, that we can count on. Now, <clears throat> the introduction to this morning's uh, Gospel lesson says this. Everywhere Jesus goes, people expect Him uh, to set them free from oppression, Everywhere he goes, he heals people and sets them free. Um, disease, devils, and death are running for their lives. The focus that diminishes human life is rendered powerless by Jesus. Now, that is just such a, an awesome introduction to this text. I especially like the image of diseases, the devil, and death running for their lives. I don't know, I haven't seen too many, uh, you know, death running for its life, but that's an image that I like to kind of cultivate a little bit. Think about that. The power of God's love, the power of, God, of what God does in Jesus Christ sets those things on edge. And uh, there's a rub there in that text. Because for us, most of us feel like that has the upper hand, right? I mean, evil tends to have an upper hand in our world. If we talk about devils, I don't know what devils look like to you, but, but whatever that is, we kind of feel like those people are running everything. And so it's kind of interesting that we talk about Jesus sending those, those things running away and running away for their lives. Um, Jesus renders them powerless. And that's music to our, to our ears. Thinking about that, the, the, the power of Jesus renders evil powerless. Now this story is interesting to me also because healings are happening uh, one right after another. Uh, the author of Mark seems to be very... Um, interested in healings. In fact, we have already had uh, one man uh, with an unclean spirit who was healed, and now Simon's mother-in-law is healed, and we're still in chapter 1. So Mark immediately goes into these healing uh, stories, but it's just the beginning. For the next few chapters, there will be many, many people healed, and yet the real story of healing has yet to be revealed. You say, what is that? Well, you have to get to the end of Mark to really get that revealed to us. But we're anticipating that because of the power that Jesus is showing and exhibiting. What is the power then that overcomes evil and the devil and all this stuff? And we're going to see that. And you know the story, right? I mean, I have to tell you again, the resurrection is the story of where power of evil cannot win. God is going to reign the day. And that's what Mark is taking us to. He's leading us to that conclusion. Now let's talk a little bit about healing this morning. 
surroundings, healings in Mark's gospel are, are actually quite interesting. They seem to happen anywhere at any time. From the very first verses in, the, in, that, in that book, uh, they are all over the place. The synagogue seems to be a favorite of Jesus, but all, and also the Sabbath, the when. But it seems that Jesus uh, is ready and able to heal people and meet their needs no matter what place, no matter what the circumstance. Jesus is ready to do this. Take today's lesson. Jesus and his disciples have just left the synagogue. He has just healed a man with an unclean spirit. Immediately, uh, he meets Simon's mother-in-law. They go to visit uh, Simon's house, and he heals her. Now, the healings are quite different. One has an unclean spirit, and one just has a fever. One is a spiritual healing, and the other is a physical healing. But the common thread between the two healings is this. Jesus cares about both. Whether it's emotional, uh, physical, or whatever, Jesus cares about that. And I think we want to hear that. We want to know that Jesus cares about what's happening to us. Not just the struggles we have with our faith. That is certainly a huge piece. But he cares about the little things, too. You know? I mean, the stuff's all okay. All over that, right? Let's take care of that. Healings in the Gospels are primarily, however, about relationships. The relationships between people. Finding a way to heal the brokenness that seems to follow our relationships, whether it be body, soul, or spirit. That seems to be the relationship that needs to be healed. Healing in these situations don't just make the body better, but they restore the restoration that is personal, that comes with personal touch, which is why Simon's mother-in-law is portrayed as an immediate, uh, something that happens immediately. She assumes what was her, <clears throat> her duties and the things that she wanted to do when she was healthy. Immediately, she runs from a relationship of a standoffish uh, way to engaging in uh, what's happening in the house. And uh, Jesus and his disciples are uh, served by her and probably uh, are experiencing, I hope, some good food as well. You know, but that restoring relationship and where we find ourselves, our best selves. The story also tells about the many others who came to be healed by Jesus. As Mark tells it, the whole city was gathered around the door. And Jesus cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons. What follows is also uh, very telling. You see, there is a time to heal, but Jesus also tells us that there is a time to find rest, to pray. And that's what Jesus does. He escapes, right? He doesn't tell any of the disciples. This is one of the few times when the disciples aren't with him. He just goes on his own. He leaves that, 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 uh, that enclosure of the house, and he goes out and finds a deserted place to be with God. Jesus gets up, finds a deserted, a deserted place. And I think we're living in a virtual world these days. Information is coming at us at an alarming and an unrelenting pace. How many of you feel that when I'm talking about that? Unrelenting information that's just bombarding us. No one else? I just, I mean, my phone sometimes, it does all these clips and noises and stuff. And like, I don't know if that's important, but I'm not, I don't, I don't know if we're going to check that out or not. But it just, it is incessant. And we are mere morals and don't seem to realize that there's a limit to our ability to deal 
with all of that information. We need time to heal. We need time to be alone, to pray, to rest, to unwind. As the scripture tells us, to be still and know that God is God. Broken relationships are not always a physical injury. More often, our diseases and traumas uh, come not from cuts and bruises, visible to the eyes. Far too often, our brokenness is beneath the surface. Things nobody can see. We have a hard time explaining. Just as painful, oftentimes even more so, since diagnosis is hard to somehow show somebody. You know, like a, when you were a kid and mom asked you, where does it hurt? And you would be able to show them where it hurts. But nowadays, often our bruises are not things that are easily uh, able to show people. How many of you know the pain of undiagnosed injury? People don't always tell of their injuries. How many realize that you are over uh, completely consumed by an avalanche of information and it's undiagnosed. You don't know that you're experiencing that, but there it is. I think maybe Jesus is not just healing people, but also modeling what a more healthy and balanced life might look like. Given that our injuries are hidden, it's too easy to push these pains inward and deny them altogether. But Jesus is showing us that there are moments when we need to find some time alone to be with God and let God's healing touch and healing voice come to us and be with us. Come to me, all you that are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. It's yours. It's free. It's right there for the table. I will give it to you. There's one more gem in this story. As Jesus takes time to rest, he also is ready to move forward. <laughs> Off to neighboring towns is what the scripture says. We need to keep going. Not stopping here. Don't get caught. Keep moving. Do something. If Kenwood is to be a welcome place, it's not going to happen uh, uh, on feet that are somehow stuck in mud or exhausted, but by feet that are busy doing things. We talked about last week at our annual meeting. Uh, I bring it up again not to inflict more pressure on anyone, but to encourage us to reach out and bind up the broken heart. Too often, sometimes, um, beyond words of praise uh, or jobs well done, needs to be a voice that says, hey, I'll carry your burden today. Mine carry. You, you, you carry long enough. Let me take that for a while. Sometimes we need to get up, right, and do something. Tend the wounds. Let the man who looked after the Samaritan, or the, the Samaritan looked after the man, and meet uh, and carry them to places where rest and recovery can, can happen. Again, we are oftentimes strangers in our own churches. 
but we can heal him. Our words are helping hands, whereas Jesus did for Simon's mother-in-law. He touched her and lifted her up. Healing that can uh, help us uh, recover again, restore relationships again, modeling that for each other. Care and compassion, a model of a life deeply rooted in Christ who leads us both to address the needs and also knows when we need to take a step back a little bit. Enjoy your day. Know that even though you may be a little bit bruised from the inside and the outside, Christ is walking with us today. Christ is here in our midst. He comes in form with bread and wine. He says, you are forgiven. Not because of some special somebody you are. Not because you have the perfect faith and walk the perfect life. But just because I love you. Because that's the nature of who Christ is for us. Doesn't wait for us to get our back together. Comes and meets us in our bruised lives. And our sometimes weary souls. And our sometimes overburdened information minds. Because here I am. Taking drink. Taking myself given. So in peace.